everybody. Welcome to Marnie's Friends. This is Marnie Spudberg, and I'm excited to have you with us this afternoon along with our wonderful guest, Kim Garst. She is a Forbes Top 50 social media influencer, a social media and personal branding strategist, and mentor to business owners, and she loves God, her family, and hockey. And I'm from Hockeytown, USA, War Road, Minnesota. So, uh, Kim, you and I already have uh, at least something in common there a little bit, and of course, we are both Twitterers, and so we are here today to talk about Twitterific, how to up your impact one post at a time. Welcome to you, Kim. Thank you, I, and exciting that you're a, a hockey fan because that's like amazing. You don't run into too many people, um, well, not normally, too many that are hockey fans, so exciting uh, to know that that's a commonality we have besides Twitter, obviously. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I live in Hockey Town, USA, and uh, this is the place where uh, we have – there are several gold medal Olympians from Warrod here, uh, including uh, Gigi Marvin was just on the most recent Olympic hockey team. So we have a lot of, a lot of hockey going on around here all the time. <laughs> That's Do you awesome. have kids that were in hockey, or did you play hockey? Yes, both, actually. Uh, both of my boys, my youngest actually is still playing hockey. Uh, he goes to a prep school uh, on the outskirts of Boston, actually. So uh, he's he plays hockey up there. He's in his senior year this year. And uh, he just left and went back to school today, in fact. So eh. oh, <laughs> I'm going to miss him. Well, quite. I know. It's hard to see him go, isn't it? it sure well, is. we are going to talk today about upping our impact one post at a time at Twitter. And you are, obviously, I just mentioned a social media influencer, Forbes Top 50, and you also have a following at Twitter. I can't recall right now. I know it's in the many tens of thousands of uh, Twitter followers and relationships that you have there. Can you tell us how, what was your very first introduction to Twitter and what really turned you on to it? Well, I'm just going to be honest because when I first started on Twitter, I didn't get it. I was so frustrated. I'd go to Twitter and I, I could barely read one tweet before uh, you know, it refreshed and I'd be like scrolling down trying to catch the tweet I was reading. So it was very frustrating to me when I first started with it. Um, and when I decided that I was really going to take my business in the social media direction, I'm like, I've got to, I've got to figure this out. I've got to learn this. I got, so I like, you know, dug in and really tried to figure Twitter out. Now it is my favorite social media platform. I love Twitter. Um, it does take some getting used to, but it is an incredibly powerful uh, business tool. Outside of the fact that it is also social, you'll, you, you will meet some of the most amazing people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just something I would like to encourage everyone to, to wrap their heads around and start using it in your business and to build relationships, um, personal and uh, otherwise, because it works. We are going to spend some time today talking about some of your favorite tools and actually things that help people use Twitter uh, to the best benefit. But before we do, I want to just encourage you listeners uh, that you can come into Twitter at almost every any level. I spend about 10 minutes a day at Twitter, and I have I have several thousand connections there, um, and it's, Twitter has been a wonderful, wonderful tool for me, a wonderful friend to me in the few minutes that I can spend on it a day. Uh, Kim, you spend more time on Twitter. You, this, is, this is your business. This is a lot of your business is the social media stuff. You spend a lot more time there, um, and you get 
probably quite a bit more benefit out of it than I do because of the time you invest. But when you're listening to us and you're saying, well, I don't have time to be full-time on Twitter, full-time on social media, that's okay. You're going to be able to take away some really great shortcuts and strategies here today that are going to help you to improve your Twitter presence and your Twitter experience at the same time. One of the things that I like to do, Kim, is when um, I'm working with people to actually give them the ability to, if they hear something they like, to tweet it out there. And I'm used to, we were talking just before the show, I, I'm used to kind of giving them the um, at sign just to do at Mentor Marnie because that's my at sign. But you were saying that it's important for us to use hashtags for this. So maybe just give us a short little tutorial about how to do that. And if somebody hears something they like today during your training and they want to quote you, uh, how would they go about doing that at Twitter? Actually, excellent questions. My user or my Twitter uh, tag or Twitter username, There's everybody refers to it as, as different things. But if you want to tweet, retweet, uh, tweet, I'm sorry, if you want to tweet something uh, that's said today, my username is Kim Garst, uh, K-I-M-G-A-R-S-T. And as it relates to hashtags, and, and I'll just as a simple reference in, in case you're wondering what in the world is a hashtag, it's basically the pound sign and a um, phrase or keyword that people search for. So uh, today we're going to use Twitter tips. So if you want to uh, retweet or tweet something that I say, you can use the at symbol, my name, Kim Garst, and then you could also use the hashtag, which is the pound sign, and Twitter tips. Now, the neat thing about the hashtag is that when someone uh, searches for Twitter tips on, tw on Twitter, everything that's been said today is going to come up in, in the news feeds for, or in the search results for uh, that per particular person. So you can only imagine how many times Twitter tips is uh, searched on a daily basis. So you're, the availability and the, the exposure, the exposure to what you're talking about and sharing on Twitter goes up tenfold, if not more, uh, simply by using, the, using key or hashtags that are keyword driven on Twitter. So the hashtags are very important. I hope I've explained that um, in just normal terms, because when I started with it, I was like, oh, what, what is, what's a hashtag? But um, basically, it's just keywords that help people find you. And how would someone find out which keywords would be helpful for them? Like today, you said, let's use the hashtag Twitter tips. And just previous to this radio show, we did a little live chat uh, using the hashtag success and then the digit for the letter U, success for you. But how would someone come up with a hashtag to use if they weren't sure which one to use? Well, you can actually go to hashtags.org, and that is a, essentially just a hashtag directory. Um, now, no one really owns hashtags, so you know you could use success uh, tips or success for you. I could use success for you. Uh, I could use Twitter tips. You could use Twitter tips. You know, no one owns the hashtag system. But the neat thing about using hashtags.org is that you can go and see some of the most highly retweeted. Um, hashtags. So, and it'll, it's an idea generator too. So, if you're like, hmm, what what hashtag should I use for my business? You might actually get some great ideas on search terms that people are currently looking for. Um, you know, it might give you some high volume search terms. In other words, so I would definitely check out hashtags.org. 
cool. That's awesome. Now, one of the things was when I was, okay, and I've been to a total of four. We're going to start on this, by the way, everybody. We're going to start on this training sheet in a minute. We really are. <laughs> don't, don't give up on us. But when I was, when I was setting up my tweet chats um, that were going to be the pre-show tweet, tweet chats, I went for hashtags that nobody had used. Now listening to you, I'm like, oh, that was probably a mistake. I probably should have chosen a highly used hashtag instead of inventing my own. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, I agree with you because you want to go after words or phrases that people are searching for. It's not so much about being unique. Um, I mean, you can establish your own hashtag, and you absolutely should. But when you're, um, you know, if you want to, it's not necessarily, I mean, like one of my hashtags that I use frequently, I use Twitter tips, I use Pinterest tips, I use um, you can do social because I want to encourage people to know that they can do social media. It's not, it seems overwhelming sometimes, but, you know, it's it, it can be done. And um, and so it depends on your message, but it also depends on, you know, what you're putting out there and what people are searching for. I think what people are searching for is much more um, valuable from the standpoint of being found and, and getting more exposure for the content that you're sharing. Sure. You know, if you're putting out a business tip, for example, business tips, are that's a great hashtag. If you're sharing social mm -hmm. media information, hashtag social media, great tip. I mean, great hashtag. Now, Hopefully one of the things, if you're just joining, <laughs> yeah, if you're just joining us, what she said earlier was using a hashtag can increase your influence by tenfold. So that's definitely worth looking into. Okay, before we take our first break here, let's talk about analyzing the effect of your last 200 tweets. So basically, in this one, we're going to discuss. Uh, we're just putting the tweets out there. You know, most of us never analyze. Um, anything about it. It's just a way to chat. It'd be like analyzing my phone conversation with my mom. You know, I don't analyze it. I just talk to her and afterwards I hang up and then I go do my next thing and when I come back and talk to her again. Uh, that's how most people view Twitter and Facebook, just like that, as a casual conversation. But if you're going to um, up your impact, you might want to know how, what's happening when you tweet. So Kim, why don't you talk to us about tweeteffect.com. And tweet effect, and, and what's really neat about um, Twitter is it is supported by a lot of what I call third-party apps, meaning websites and tools and resources that give you um, information in various forms and shapes. Uh, it's probably the the best um, platform out there where you can get um, access to information that will help you become a better Twitter user. Uh, and one of those uh, tools is TweetEffect. Basically, TweetEffect lets you find out which of your Twitter updates made people follow or unfollow you. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is spot on. I mean, I, there's lots of the reasons that people follow you and unfollow you. Um, but I think this is a, a great way to, you know, gauge what you're putting out there, seeing what people do with it, you know, whether they unfollow you from it or, you know, they follow you. Uh, that is very important information, I think, on some levels. Um, so essentially, Tweet Effect will take your last 200 tweets and it will flag them based on who has unfollowed you and who has followed you. Um, and it's very interesting information. I, you know, you can go to TweetEffect.com and type in your Twitter user ID. You know, click on Tell Me About My Effects, and it'll create a result summary for you right there on the spot. 
So you'll be able to go down and look. Um, the green tweets, um, everything that's in green means that you gained followers from that tweet, and everything in red means you lost followers from that tweet. So um, it's kind of an interesting thing, and I highly encourage everybody just to go check it out. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, just because you sent a specific tweet out that they decided that that was the the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but, um, you know, it, it, as it re relates to them unfollowing you anyway. But it is a great way to see what people are resonating with and how you do that better. You know, if it's, you know, motivational, if it's content, if it's, um, you know, tips, whatever it is, if people are really resonating with that, that means you're doing something well. And if they're turned off by that, um, you can also see that. So this is a great, an awesome tool, really, to go check it out and, and just see what your content and what you're putting out there on Twitter um, and the impact that it's having on your followers. Hmm. That's so great. And when I first, now, out of all of your whole list of resources here, I'm only familiar with two. One of them was Tweet Effect and one of them was Twello. But um, Tweet Effect I was, I was aware of, and when I first found it, I checked myself, but because I don't have a huge, huge following, it, it wasn't as helpful for me as I hoped it would be. And some of you listening, you might only have 200 followers or whatever. This is not going to be the best tool for you personally, but what I did when I was there was I just typed in Rick Warren, and I just wondered, you know, uh, Rick Warren has like 300,000 people following him or some huge number like that. And I thought, you know, I wonder what it looks like on somebody that has a huge following. Wow, it was really informative. Sometimes he would lose or gain up to 100 followers on one post. Other posts, there'd be just one or two people coming or going. But there were some that were just huge, huge hits and others that were not so good for him to post. And not that he shouldn't post it. It's just that some of the people, you know, left when he did. Uh, so it was, it was really interesting to me to look at it on, on a big scale. Kim, you've got almost, you know, in nearly 100,000 uh, followers, and, and you would be a good one for people to check, you know, what is what, what in the social media thing is the hot topics right now. And for anybody, no matter what level you're at, if you're just starting or if you're just wanting to learn. Uh, if they did happen to look at yours, Kim, well, uh, do you have anything that they should keep in mind? <laughs> well, it, you made a very, very valid point. It's a great way to check out your competition. And it's a great listening tool because you can see what is happening. You know, say, for example, you have a competitor and you want to see what's working for them and what's not working for them. So, you know, it's a great learning tool, great listening tool, uh, essentially, for finding out what what's going on with a competitor or somebody that's maybe in the same uh, niche as you are. Um, but as it relates to me, one of the things that I, I just pulled mine up here, you know, obviously right before we started the call, and um, it's kind of interesting to me to see, um, you know, what people leave you know why they leave and why they yeah. come, and you know it's it's there's really no rhyme no reason to it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, in my case anyway. Um, you know sometimes one of my things is I'm big on um, I'm big on engagement, huge on engagement. Yeah. So if you know if somebody retweets me, I make a very concentrated effort to make sure that. Um, you know, I use the manners that my mom instilled in me and, you know, uh, say thank you. I create more relationships uh, using that technique than I do uh, lo 
more than I lose relationships, you know, or lose followers. Right. So even right. when I uh, do lose followers based around things like that, when I've thanked um, someone for, you know, a retweet or, you know, when they give me clout or whatever the case is, um, I I just attribute that to the next syndrome. <laughs> next, you know, I because right. I, I that's part of me. That's who I am. That's part of my business. That's part of my belief system. And um, and again, the, there is a, a massive amount of people who totally appreciate the fact that you reach out to them and absolutely um, say thank you. In fact, I've got so much feedback on that. Is I can't believe you responded to me. You know, right. nobody ever responds to me. So, you know, take the time to reach out to people because you're going to lose some that don't want that stuff clutter in their news feeds, but but you're going to you're really going to build relationships with the people that count and the people that mm-hmm. that are uh, have the opportunity to be your ideal client or your ideal sales, you know, prospect. So, don't stress over the people who leave. Worry about the people who stay and and try to build out relationships around that. The rest is a moot point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is Marnie Subber. We're visiting today with Kim Garst of KimGarst.com, G-A-R-S-T.com, and we are going to come right back and talk about how to know when your followers are online. We'll be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's womensevents.info. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, E-Conference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're visiting today with Kim Garst, and I'm your host, Marnie Swedberg. Happy to be teaching you, learning with you today on the topic of Twitterific, upping your impact one post at a time. We're going to talk in this next segment here about how to know when your followers are online and how to, how to manage all those followers that you're going to be building up. Okay, Kim, take us away. Tell us about how to know when people are online that you want to talk to. What is that? Actually, a really great website called Twitteroy.com, and I'll spell that because it's a little bit, um, you know, hard. When you just say the word, it's like, what? What is that? But it's T-W-E-R-I-O-D.com. And if you go to that website and you click on the sign up with Twitter, it will ask you, of course, to, uh, you know, authorize the connection to Twitter. But essentially what it does is it analyzes your Twitter account and it will tell you when people, when your followers are online and or responding to the content that you're putting out there. So it's really, um, it's it's just really a neat little tool um, for you to you know tap into what what when people are on and when they're you know retweeting you, etc. Um, totally. I recommend this page because if you know when your when your audience is on and or responding to you, then it's so much easier, obviously, to um, to target those times. So, you know, say for example, um, you know for a fact that the majority of the people who retweet you are on at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every day. 
well, now you know that you need to uh, tweet at that particular time instead of, you know, 6 a.m. or it doesn't mean you can't tweet at 6 a.m., but you, you know it'll, it's going to tell you that the majority of your t tweets or your retweets are coming at a specific time in the day, or it's not just day. It could be, um, you know, it's, it is day. It's broke by, down by day, um, even by hour. So, you know, you can get a great um, overall view of what's happening and, you know, when it's happening as it relates to your following on Twitter. So this is an invaluable tool. I highly recommend it. And, you know, if you're, like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to stick with certain times only. But, you know, if you have something that is important, like you're, you're getting ready to do um, an event of some sort, and you know your hotspot on Twitter as far as retweets is concerned is maybe 3 p.m., it's, you know, it's advisable to tweet it at that particular time because it just makes sense. You're going to get the most eyes on that tweet at that particular time based on the fact that Tyroid, say that word ten times fast. If you, you know, if you know for a fact that those are the hot spots for you, then it just makes sense to make sure that things that you really want to get out there are put out during those time frames. And I'll give you another neat statistic. It's interesting that um, over 60, almost 70% of the U.S. population is in the central and eastern time zone. So when you're tweeting, you need to keep that in mind, too. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Obviously, you know, our um, financial system is built on the eastern um, standard time time zone. So, you know, a lot of people are up and about early and eastern standard time. And, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to get a lot more bang, I think, if you keep those time zones in mind uh, as you start building out. And if you're just getting started and maybe you don't have a lot of, you haven't been tweeting a lot, so you don't have a lot of, you know, statistical information to pull from, um, you know, keep, keeping that time zone in mind will really help you as you go forward to where you can build out enough statistics to where it will tell you using this website, you know, okay, now we know when, I'm, when people are responding to me, and you can target those times. Hopefully that's, that's awesome. helpful. Yeah, for sure. Now, it brings up a question that isn't on our worksheet today, but I was curious about it. Do you use any kind of um, tweet scheduling tool at all? Uh, yes, I do. And I highly recommend that everyone do, do this because it is just, it gets overwhelming if you don't. Um, right, I use right. Hootsuite. Um, you know, some people will use, um, there's a couple of, uh, obviously a couple of others. I just love Hootsuite. I've been using it for several years. Um, it helps me to manage pretty much everything that I do on social media. You can schedule tweets. You can schedule posts to your Facebook page, um, to your Google Plus page as well now. Uh, that's just something they recently added. S LinkedIn, all of those things. You can schedule pre-schedule uh, posts to those particular uh, platforms. So I highly suggest that you absolutely use some sort of a management tool because it will cut the time that you spend on social media to um, compared to doing them individually to a fraction of what the time that you're probably spending right now if you are not using some sort of a management tool. Yeah, and I think for me the biggest help, and I use Buffer app, app but uh, mm -hmm. for me the biggest 
the biggest advantage is the brain freedom to not have to, to not be thinking, oh, I haven't posted for a while. <laughs> you know, that just no, it's going to be okay if I don't get back. If I don't get back right now, it's fine. I can come on on later and, and uh, keep going. So that's that's why I love it. Well, let's keep on moving. Let's talk about managing our followers, fans, and friends. And you have an interesting tool here for that. Well, um, you know, there's a there's several of these out there. Obviously, uh, there's friend or follow. Um, I, I prefer actually I prefer manage Flutter uh, simply from the standpoint of it's kind of a well-rounded tool. It will allow you to do a number of things. You know, you can sort uh, your followers and your following by you know a, a whole range of criteria. Um, you can find new people to follow with it's got a very comprehensive search um, element in it um, there's you know you can you can even schedule your tweets um, using the power post feature that they have um, you can figure out who unfollowed you you can track who unfollowed you if you want to personally I'm like Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't bother with that. But if you wanted to, you can do that. Um, you can manage multiple Twitter accounts if you have multiple Twitter accounts. Um, you can track keyword mentions with their analytic features. I mean, it's got a lot of bang for what it has and what it is. Um, you know, sometimes with, um, you know, like, for example, with a friend or follow, it doesn't quite have all of those same capabilities, although it is simple and it is easy to use. So I'm going to point out both of these to you, friendorfollow.com, and the other one is manageflitter.com. And yeah. literally you can, um, you know, with manageflitter, like I was saying before, you can find out, you know, you can unfollow, you can find out who's following you, you can unfollow people that are you've followed that are no longer following you after a certain period of time because obviously if they're not following you, you un unless they're people that you, you, you know, there are influencers out there who don't follow back. So there may be people that you do not want to unfollow, um, but if they're, you know, just, I hate to say regular people, I don't mean it like that necessarily in that there's a difference between people, but if they are not following you, then the opportunity to build a relationship with that person is uh, is not there. So there's no real sense in continuing to follow them unless there's someone that you particularly want to follow and make sure that you, you know, know what it is that they're putting out and what they're tweeting and, you know, you're following their content, that kind of thing. Um, but ManageFlare is a great tool. Highly recommend it. Now, I'm curious because uh, while we're talking about this management tool that you can unfriend people and things like that, um, you you take a little different approach to this than a lot of experts. You are all, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you're a Forbes top 50 social media influencer. You're definitely an influencer, but you have almost as many people following you as, or, or almost as many people um, that you're following as that follow you. Um, it's 78,000 compared to 81,000 uh, followers. So you do not, at this moment, um, subscribe to the thinking that a, a true influencer would only have a few people that they are following. 
Um, actually, I have very strong feelings about this. So <laughs> I, I, I agree. I do not subscribe to that theory. Um, my um, opinion on that is, and, and again, no disrespect to anyone who does this, um, I know why they do it. Uh, I know, um, I understand that. But to me, that just means that um, that they only, well, I hate to say it just quite as bluntly as this, but it, it's almost like I, I'm a broadcaster, I'm sharing great information, and I really don't care what you have to say. I'm not following what you have to say. It, it kind of is a smack in the face, in my opinion. I think that it's a two-way street, and if you want to build a relationship with people, you have to be open to listening to what they say as well as what, you know, you're putting out. You can't just... Um, and, and, I, and again, I'm big, huge on engagement because I feel like if you're just throwing stuff out there and you're expecting people to, um, you know, uh, tap into and, you know, absorb uh, your content, you know, there's a lot of other awesome people out there who have great stuff. I don't want to cut them off. I want to know those people. <laughs> you know, I want to form relationships yeah. with people. And um, and so that's my approach. It doesn't mean that somebody else's approach is different. That's just my feelings. Um, I totally get that after a while it gets overwhelming, and um, and it does take up a lot of time. But, again, I'm big on building out those few relationships or those – in my case, I've built out some amazing relationships using uh, Twitter and other social media platforms. You know, I have clients all over the world. I would never in the ordinary course of life have been able to meet or connect with these people outside of social media. So right. I want to know those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm very much of the same thinking as you are. I did I did use friend or follow um, uh, back a while and really cleared out a lot of. And you were you said you were struggling a little earlier. You're tr trying to the difference between you know regular people and you know whatever. But I think for me it was the difference between and I think this is what you were trying to say. People who really aren't using it anymore. They're still yes. following you, but they're really not active. They're not doing anything. They didn't follow you back. They don't really care about the engagement for some reason. You know they're. There's just not anything happening there. And then to just go ahead and pull those makes sense and just clean it up every once in a while. And then sometimes there's people that follow you that maybe, um, like for me, I, I work with Christian women's groups, and I really don't want to follow them. <laughs> they are, they're, they're promoting things that I, I couldn't possibly want to promote, but they wanted to follow me, which is fine. And so those are the other ones that I cleared out, um, the ones that I just didn't want to have um, on my, not because uh, I don't like the person, but just because it isn't, it isn't the, the message that I want to be sending to my followers. And right. so that was another judgment call that I made there. But I agree that I, I think it's, I, I love I love the I love the leaders that actually engage both ways. That they say, "Follow me, and I'll I will follow you too." And they actually, obviously, when you have thousands of people, you can't see every tweet or even close to every tweet, but you can see stuff flying by, and it's really fun. It's really fun to do that. Well, one of I appreciate the distinction you just made because you're right, and you do need to, um, you know. I do that routinely. I search my tweets uh, or my connections, basically, to make sure that I do weed out uh, people that do not present my viewpoints or, you know, if, I mean, the, uh, 
you know, immediately the one thing that comes to mind is anything that's unsavory, you know. I hate right, to use, exactly. But, you know, anything like yeah, that right. I, of course, delete and uh, and move on or unfollow those people. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that there – and again, I, I totally get, and I understand why some people, um, you know, have a large following and then they follow no one back because it really boils down to time management, and I, I, I get that. But um, I think there are ways to manage. One of my tools that I use to manage my um, my followers is the list feature on Twitter. You know, I I basically have a list of people under certain categories. If it's social media, if it's clients, if it's you know people that I like to retweet, that have great content, you know, I categorize people so that at a glance I can go check out what they've put out today or shared or, you know, tweeted. And, you know, if it's something I want to retweet, I can. And I don't have to, like, you know, memorize a bunch of people or try to find out who they are that I want to share and, and, and retweet, find their stuff every day. I don't have to go to their Twitter page every day, in other words. I can literally just look at my list and, uh, you know, in a few minutes find great content to share and retweet um, and or just absorb, you know, if I'm – It's just, that's another thing. You may want to stay on top of a – you may want to stay on top of a competitor. You may want to stay on top of a certain topic. Um, you can do that uh, if you build out lists on Twitter. It's it's just a great tool to cut the noise. And you guys, if you need an example of lists, just go to Kim Garst. <laughs> it's just Kim Garst with no space in between at Twitter. And uh, just click on her list. And you've got a ton of lists here. This is awesome. I hardly have any lists. I haven't really known what Christine to do with women's list, events. So, uh, at womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian women's events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Okay. Uh, we popular Twitter accounts. And maybe why don't you start, before you give us the tool, why don't you start with why somebody would want to? Well, um, yeah, that's actually a great um, one. It shows you or tells you a lot of information about, kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, you know, paying attention to what other people are doing. Simply from the standpoint, it's, it's a great way to learn. You know, if they're putting out certain things, um, then, you know, it stands to reason that there's a, um, you know, people are resonating with certain things as it relates to, you know, what, that they're, what they're putting out. Obviously, you know, is it, there's a lot of people um, that have uh, a lot of followers on Twitter that don't have a lot of engagement. They're just broadcasters, you know, uh, stars, celebrities, um, you know, the president, you know, those, they're high, high visibility people, in other words. 
And um, it doesn't mean that, you know, they won't occasionally respond. Uh, absolutely not. There's, there's definitely um, cases where that is, I see that happening all the time. Um, but it's just a great way to see, you know, what other people are doing. And in some cases, if they're in your, in your niche, then you can follow the people that follow them. Because it stands to reason if they are interested in that particular person and they're their ideal client, they will also be your ideal client. So um, there is, you know, a method to the madness, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and how does someone go about doing that? Um, if you want to go and check out, there's actually several uh, websites that will allow you to see who the top Twitter people are, but the one that is probably one of the best ones that I am aware of is Twitterholic.com. Um, you can go, if you just type that in, T-W-I-T-A-H-O-L-I-C, and you will, it'll pull up, um, you know, the latest uh, and greatest list of top Twitter accounts. Uh, Lady Gaga is at the top. Uh, she has oh, close. I mean, she has a ton of followers. <laughs> I'm not even sure I can count those numbers. What is that, that number? High. I think it's 28 million. <laughs> yes, it's very high. Wow. Uh, you know, Justin Bieber's hmm. number two. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're looking at this list, you can see that um, most all of these names are highly recognizable. And, um, you know, they're more uh, of the celebrity uh, style type. I mean, there's a few on here that you may not recognize, but the majority of them definitely are celebrities yeah. on the front page here. You can, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. tons yeah. of information here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this is a very easy layout, you guys. If you haven't been to Twitterholic, and I've never been here before, um, it's very easy to see the layout. It's interesting. Our president is um, number six behind Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga. Yes. <laughs> so we know I, we were having this conversation the other day about um, about just being careful. I, I did a blog post called the, my my clout pout about being really careful how you read these numbers. They don't they don't necessarily mean that this person is the most important person or whatever. What it, what it means is that this is just from the data of the people who are using social networks, this is how they rank. So uh, very important to keep those things in mind. And there's also the other, you, you make a great point, there's also ways that you can see how many um, fake followers a particular person has. And unfortunately, I don't re remember the uh, website to do that off the top of my head. But, um, you know, you can, like, analyze other people's accounts and find out, you know, of, of the 28 million accounts, how many of those are fake. Because there are a lot of fake accounts on Twitter. Uh, and. Oh. So people create an account and follow people, but it's a fake account? Yes. It's, oh. you know, a lot of times people, well, that's how, you know, you've heard of buying Twitter followers. That's oh. how they do it. They set up fake okay. accounts, and, and then, you know, it's essentially just a person. Uh, there's not a person behind it. I mean, there is a person behind just it, but get, just they have, a number. yeah, they have thousands of, of accounts that they set up, and they use them for, oh, wow. you know, just okay. mass following. Okay. So. Oh. Well, learn someone new there, too. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and find out how we find friends and fans that you have in common. And uh, what, I, what I think you're meaning here is friends and fans that you have in common with, let's say, Kim, you and I. That's what we're looking for. Who do you and I have in common, right? Right. And if you want to find out, and this is kind of interesting information because um, – 
it's a great way for you to find good quality people to connect to. Because if, say, for example, you and I have common friends, then that stands to reason that those people are, you know, if if the people that are listening are in our niche or, you know, um, mm-hmm. our ideal client is theirs, then it obviously the people that follow us would be great people to connect with as well. So, you know, analyzing other people in your, um, you know, doing a comparison is a great way to find common people that you can connect with and follow. So if you want to do that, you can go to, uh, and I'll spell this again, it's T-W-T-R-F-R-N, as in Nancy, D as in David, dot com. So TwitFriend, obviously it's spelled you know, it's shortened, shortened yeah. but you can actually type in somebody's username, a Twitter username in both of those fields, and it will do a comparison for you, which hmm. is very neat. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Facebook does this for us automatically and LinkedIn. Um, it, you know, basically what uh, Facebook does as it relates to this is they do friend suggestions, you know, okay. and, you know, so that you can you can see common friends, in other words. Um, Twitter doesn't have this feature where they suggest friends to you or followers to you. Um, so, you know, we have to do our legwork on this one a little bit. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they go just like I see um, similar to. Uh, yes. They have, they offer three at a time. Uh, right. Two. But yeah, this and, well, they do kind of do the suggestions yeah, because. Right, but they, they. I think the way they display it is different. I guess is more to right. the point, because right. um, they do they do have those three. You know, over on the side, they make suggestions to you, or you know, mm-hmm. follow follow these people, or you know. But as it, it's not, it's just not couched in the same way, I guess. Um, but you know, if you do just a little bit of research using some of these tools, um, I, one, I think it's much more targeted because you're looking at it. You're doing some comparison between two people that you feel is uh, that you feel have uh, great followings, and you can find people that very targeted people to connect with. Yeah, excellent. Um, one of the things I kind of opened a can of worms there. I'm just going to go back for a second for those of you who wondered how how I think that they do it at Facebook is when you go to, let's say I go to Kim Gar's Facebook page, um, and I'm not sure if this only works on personal pages or if it also works on uh, fan or, you know, whatever different kind of pages. But anyway, when you go and you click on their friends list, uh, what happens is it will sort of for you, and you can see which ones you're already friends with. So you can you can compare it that way. That's the way I was mm-hmm. thinking of there. And the same type of a situation happens at LinkedIn uh, to, make it, to make it possible to see, you know, who you're, who you're already friends with, someone else's friends with. Okay, cool. And if not, uh, the, the Twitter font friend was T-W-T-R-F-R-N-D. So it's missing all the vowels is all. Twitterfriend.com missing the vowels. Okay, last but not least, um, you suggest that we add our profile to directories. So maybe um, are the directories for Twitter kind of like a yellow pages or a white pages for a telephone? Um, that would be an excellent way to uh, analogy to describe them because um, you know when one of the one of my favorite uh, directories and there's several of them I'm going to share a couple with you. Um, there is um, wefollow.com, uh, and that's obviously very easy. Wefollow.com, and then there's twello.com, t w e l l o w.com, 
And uh, there's another one called Twins, just like friends except with a T, uh, twins.com. Now, I'll go over uh, twins.com is basically uh, an exchange system. So it allows you to exchange followers, fan page likes, video views, you know, things of that nature. But from the standpoint of Twitter, you can log in using your Twitter. It will ask you to agree, and, you know, you can promote your Twitter account on this particular page. And so people can come here, they can look up for, you know, look into certain categories, you know, music, fashion, sports, movies. You know, you can obviously put yourself into specific categories so that you can be found. Um, and it's the same, technically this is the same system for all of these um, particular uh, directories that I just listed. But Twello, I mean, I'm sorry, with Twins is um, a little bit different because it's a paid system. You can't actually pay to promote your account in that, um, you know, if you want more followers or more. Uh, even, like I said, there's some application for some other platforms as well. Um, but my 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 favorite is Twello. Um, Twello, That's mine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. One I know about, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love Twello, and I use it um, quite frequently to find you know people in specific categories. Again, you can come on here, you can look, you can search for keywords. So, like for example, if you're looking for a social media strategist, you can come on here, you can type in social media strategist, and what it does is it pulls key, the it pulls those keywords from your Twitter bio. So that's why, that's another, I'm going to give you this great tip. Um, when you're building out your Twitter bio, it is very, very important that you use keywords that you want to be found under. So if you're a, you know, let's just use my example. I'm a social media strategist or if I'm, you know, doing personal branding or, you know, whatever the case is, I want to make sure those keywords are in my bio because that's where Twello pulls that information from when they when you cut, come here and you type in a keyword. So, you know, if you're a mompreneur, um, you could type in mompreneur, for example, and you'll see um, the top people based on the number of followers that they have will pop up here. You can also add yourself, you know, come in, add yourself, um, and, you know, there you'll be. So at um at Twello, it's true that if someone hasn't added themselves, it's not going to be there. No, actually, that's uh, I have seen people have uh, no. You do not have to physically add yourself, although I would recommend you do it because it's free. There's no reason right. you know for you not to. Right. Um, but it will pull results. Uh, it it also pulls results based on you know location too. So, right. you know, like I just typed in mompreneur and, you know, it showed the results based on my locale, the people closest to me first, and then it spreads out from there. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I really love it because it pulls up, um, it pulls people up just very quickly and you can even mm -hmm. follow them right from yes. follow. Uh, yes. You don't have to go back over to Twitter, which is really nice. If it's somebody that you know you want to follow, like if they're an influencer in your area of expertise, you do want to follow them. I mean, that's just that's the kind of person you do want to follow. <laughs> want to see Absolutely. What and are they the neat saying? thing is, yeah. you know, you'll be able to physically you can see them, so you can see you, know, you can see their bio, you can see how yeah. many followers they have, you can see their location, you can see if they're registered on Twello or not. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I would highly recommend Twello. I love it. It's just such a great tool. I use it frequently. 
at least yeah. several times a week. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like Twello too. The last one you mentioned is We Follow, and how does that differ? And We Follow is basically, again, just a directory. You can go in and add yourself to We Follow uh, under categories. Again, this is everything. All of these are category driven, so um, you can you can actually physically see um, the, spe- the specific categories. Um, you know, if you're on this web page. But you have five, actually, uh, yes, five categories that you can add yourself to. So you can't, like, be in every category on uh, on WeFollow. But you can choose five, um, you know, whether you're, again, and it goes, you can break it down even to clo- even further than just, you know, social media, for example. Uh, again, I keep using myself, but I might be want to be under a category that social media strategist or social media consultant. Um, you know, you can, in other words, you can have a big category. You can be in smaller categories under a, a big category, so that you narrow down um, how people connect with you. You know, if they're looking for certain right. categories. So it's just a that's the neat thing too. And again, this is a free service. You definitely should add yourself so that people can find you, and you can find other people under specific categories too. Um, and you can do you can also uh, connect with people. Um, you know, right here on. Let me go back. Um, going back, you can actually um, follow right here on the web page. It's not as easy to follow as it is on on Twello because you physically have to click on the person and then, you know, their name and then uh, follow this user instead of having a list of people where you just go down and you can click on the follow button. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 cool. Very, very good uh, resources here. Um, I have a couple more questions I want to ask you that aren't on our sheet, but maybe before I do, do you have anything else you wanted to add about uh, registering with directories? Um, and you know, one thing I would say right quick is uh, be cautious as to how many people you follow on a daily basis because Twitter is really tightening the belt on um, their APIs. And if you, um, you know, go onto some of these directories and you're following 500 people a day, you mm. are at great risk of losing your account. Mm. So be cautious on how many people you follow. I would recommend no more than, you know, 100 people a day. Um, yeah, because, which for most of us is going to be a great plenty. <laughs> yes, yes. But I just wanted right. to throw that out there because sometimes right. we get greedy and, you know, we see, right. especially when you have a new tool, you know, right. it's like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to follow all these people. Um, just be cautious uh, because, you know, you don't want to lose right. your Twitter account or be in Twitter jail. <laughs> oh, Twitter jail. I love it. Is there such a place as Twitter jail? Yes. They'll suspend your account for for okay. two weeks. That's the first oh, thing that they do. funny. That is the hand slap. That's so yes. cute. I never even knew about that. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think it's good, though. It's good that they're, you know, that they have some boundaries on it so that you can't just go wild and and do it kind of scam the system you know more than you can scam the system i'm sure there's ways <laughs> right <laughs> like i think we heard of one earlier fake followers um okay well i have a question for you then uh, to get off of our uh training sheet here uh we just before the show here we had a little tweet chat have you ever hosted a tweet chat what is your opinion of tweet chats how have you seen them used well or do you just think they're a waste of time altogether Oh, they're definitely not a waste of time. They're amazing, and I highly recommend them. They're great ways to create buzz. Um, They're a great way to uh, create community. Um, They are um, 
uh, just so and to connect with new people because when people see in your newsfeed, they see all of this conversation happening, and um, you know they gravitate to it. So even people that you have invited and they start tweeting and people see it in their newsfeeds, you ultimately draw new people into the tweet chat. So it's it's a great way to you know build community and um, add value and attract new people to you. So I totally believe in tweet chats. Um, and the the really neat thing is people love them. They're fun. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you're going to host a tweet chat, I would literally uh, encourage you to use tweetchat.com. Yeah, right. Because that is a, a great little tool. Uh, it's free. And you can monitor everything that's said under that particular, again, it's hashtagged, so that you can... Um, and, and that way you're not having to physically type in the hashtag because it provides it for you. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I highly recommend WeChats. Now, have you hosted any yourself? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And when you do it, um, what is your pre-thinking, what is your pre-thought uh, before you go ahead and host the tweet chat? What, what do you actually get written down or ready before you begin? I usually, <laughs> the very first one that I did, um, I had a, I've always had a list of questions usually because I try to okay. keep some direction to it. Sure. You know, um, I might have questions. I might have, um, you know, if I'm doing an interview for someone, obviously I have questions. If I have a theme, I, uh, I have information that I pass along, tips, that type of thing. Um, but the very first one that I did, everybody was so enthusiastic that I had a hard time reining it in. You know, I couldn't keep people focused on the topic. They were just so excited to be there. You know, there was a lot of talk yeah, about yeah. food and just a, tr a traditional party atmosphere. You right. know, um, right. I'll bring the drinks, you bring the food. And <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun. Everybody loved it. So, um, but you do need to have some structure. You know, again, if, or at least go into it with some structure. It doesn't mean that you can't deviate from it because, um, you know, they're, uh, but I think if you, especially like if you're doing an interview, have a list of questions just like you would normally. If you're, uh, if you've themed it and you want to be imparting or, um, you know, sharing information with people, then, you know, make a list of stuff that you want to make sure that you share. Um, of course, respond to questions, ask questions. It's just a, you know, that's the interesting part about social media is social media is just a conversation. You know, that's really all it is. And if you can keep that in mind and be open to just asking, interacting, you got it made. I love it. I love it. And this has been such great information, Kim. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do, what you do for people as you know, you, you are a personal branding strategist, a social media strategist, a mentor to businesses. Uh, what do you do for people? What is, it, what is actually your job? <laughs> What's your well, job? Well, <laughs> I, I wear many hats, obviously. I've, yep. been, uh, I've been online for many years. I've been on, uh, had an, operated uh, an online business for over 21 years now, which is um, obviously dating myself, but, but true. And, um, you know, of course, many years ago there wasn't uh, – resources right. like there are today um and so you know when i decided to really take my business i have always laughed and told people i was doing social media well before it was called social media you know i've created and generated um business using the internet for years right. um but the social media aspects and when that came on the scene um 
what an incredible tool. I immediately latched onto it because it made it so much easier than the way I had been doing it. Um, so I'm a huge proponent uh, of using social media as a tool, but it's not the end-all, be-all. There's other aspects of having a business online. Uh, there's branding, first and foremost. If you're going to be in business online, you need to look like you're in, in business online. Um, you know, I see a lot of people piecemealing it. So, you know, I approach it very first from the branding perspective, you know, getting people looking good, um, you know, teaching them if it comes to it how to use social media. I do management as well. If the, if the client, if it's a corporate client or a small business owner who doesn't have the time, uh, doesn't want to go through the learning curve, whatever the case is, you know, I have a team. Um, we have quite the team now um, that we uh, service individual um business owners and um and then i do coaching i have a a very robust um social media apprentice program right now where you know i'm sharing with people how i do what i do uh helping them build their own businesses and that has been highly successful a lot of you know there's social media is such an incredible median right now and there's so few people really doing it correctly Mm, and yeah. um, so there's a huge need, I think, a huge void, and um, and also a huge need for people to do it correctly, learn how to do it correctly, because there's uh, I can't do I you know one person can only do so much, <laughs> one right, business can right. only do so much, and there's so many and I think so many niches inside of uh, social media that I mean literally any business has application to social media or social media has application to that business more specifically. Absolutely. Well, this is Marnie Sweber. We've been visiting today with Kim Garst. Hope you'll go check her out at kimgarst.com. That's K-I-M-G-A-R-S-T.com. Kim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks. And we enjoyed having you. Yeah, thanks. (laughs)